got the dummies, Ben and JJ, coming at you with wisdom from the Bible and beyond. This is Dummies with Wisdom. And welcome back to another great fantastic amazing episode with myself and benjamin you forgot What's incredible up? incredible i should i knew i should have brought my thesaurus with me you're always picking apart my vocabulary they'll provide the dictionary bring a thesaurus <laughs> <laughs> man i love how we start these it makes me smile all right question of the day uh, should we be serving in the church versus serving outside of the church specifically? Like kind of the two extremes of that is what we're going to go after today. Yes. Cool. And there you have it. <laughs> I mean, but, that's not um, wrong. <laughs> we always hear stuff from the stage in churches of we need people to serve in this way. We need people to serve on this committee, on this team, so on and so forth. And so that's what we mean by serving in the church versus serving the church, meaning like just the people of the church, me serving the people rather than within the building, whether we're on a Sunday morning or whatever that may be people versus the, I guess, organization for lack of better terms. At least growing up for me, there was a lot of, I guess, tension as far as like taking almost like official roles within like the church. Like, if you'd been there for more than a, a couple months, it was, like, expected that you become a member, you'd abide by these set of rules, and you're going to dive into whatever, basically whatever slot needed to be filled. Um, but growing up in that environment, I didn't, personally, I just didn't feel like it was very, I don't know, it wasn't very spirit-filled, it wasn't very very leading, felt very guilt-tripped and just kind of forced yeah um which i mean for to an extent i get you know it's great to have people who can serve within the church to just make the church function right. just as with any organization which is but worth saying that like it's, regardless of what our answer is and where we fall on the scale like we do need people to serve in the church on a sunday morning and we do need people to right. serve outside the church just as a mm-hmm. baseline right caveat um yeah but then what i saw was so many people feeling guilt tripped into fulfilling a certain role that most people, the people who were serving left drained were not necessarily yeah. important to either. And then it just let, it left a very thin line of people who could really actually pour into the congregation and pour into each other and create the community, which is what church really is all about. Right. Right. I mean, there's there's a lot of verses in the Bible that talk about serving and serving God and everything. And um, again, I think it's 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 a culture thing. It's an era or a time, the era in which we live, kind of thing, of just the way that we have church and how we've structured church and how we've turned it into a a Sunday morning worship service, maybe a Sunday evening, maybe Wednesday night, whatever it may be. We've turned it into this structured entity rather than it being simply about the people. And that's not to say that that, you know, structure is bad per se, but when we've taken it from it's supposed to be a community of believers to we sing four songs and then the pastor comes and talks and we do this and this and this and here's the order of service for literally every single week. 
And then that's what our church is, is that structure, essentially. I mean, you can go to a yeah. bunch of different churches and have a bunch of different structures. Like, that's kind of what is making each one stand out. And when you're... But that's, that's why it stands out, because you make it about the structure. And honestly, right. that's where culture kind of... It's, that's the easy thing. You go to a church and you look for the structure, you know, because that's probably what's easier to evaluate right. and easier to fit in with. Where what's harder, but what's more fulfilling is to look for the community and what is the community doing? How are they serving each other? Right. You don't have to be a Christian to go to church in America. You know, we, right. we're, we're recording this on August 24th. We're in the middle of the whole Afghanistan train wreck. Hmm. There are not 16 churches in Kabul, Afghanistan that are meeting this Sunday. People are right. underground. The church is underground now. And if you're a Christian, you're a Christian. If not, you've abandoned that whole thing. I don't know what, it, you know, I don't know what it was like, you know, two months ago. But nonetheless, my point is that we have this freedom in America that we don't, that we can be wishy-washy. We don't need to really care. And we can go yeah. to church. As soon as you take away that freedom, the, and just the culture of America, mm-hmm. a lot of these questions don't even exist anymore. Well, that's what's so interesting about the church growing in general and why it grows in harder to or i guess it, the it's harder for the church to grow in more persecuted more hardline areas because you have to get rid of the structure you can't have the structure you can't right. have that sunday service both you can't literally and it. figuratively like the structure of the church even depending right mm-hmm. and it becomes about the community and honestly you know what is cool is that you know just because we live in america we can have that they have seen churches who are about community who are about the people and they do thrive. They do. Right. They do really well. Right. It is. It is important to have people that that serve in the church in the organization. I mean, wh- what is a church going to be without any leadership? Think about it. Can Can you have a business if nobody works there? No, you can't have a church or any sort of ministry unless there's people there. You can't have worship unless there's somebody to play a guitar and, and another guy to on the soundboard. Like you, you do need people, and we're not at all saying you shouldn't be doing that because we we do need people to do that. But I think we we take what is meant to be serving the body and turn it into a serving the church. Mm-hmm. I don't like the word yeah. how I worded that, but the church meaning like the building, yeah. the structure and everything. And we treat it as to serve the church. You must serve in the church. You must be a small group leader. You must be a yeah. uh, worship team person. Uh, you have mm-hmm. to run sound or be on production. You have to uh, be one of the greeters. And th- those are all great things. Then again, we do need all those people, but you can always utilize your gifts within the church, but you don't mm. need to serve only in the church. I mean, there's right. always going to be a chance for you to do something hospitality wise within the church, but that doesn't mm-hmm. mean that your hospitality is to be used only for the church. Your whole basis should be doing hospitable things for people and then when Mm -hmm. when there is a single given opportunity at the church to do it then yeah do that but you shouldn't just or like even with worship if all you ever do is you're on the worship team once every three months Mm -hmm. and that's all you're using your your giftings for then that's where i see the disconnect of where where are you starting at and this, that was that actually leads right into what I was thinking just now. It's, and I like that you said, you know, say someone goes up to lead worship, or maybe they're a great teacher and they're new, but they only teach, I don't know, 
once a month or once every couple months um or say even go to the extent that maybe they are they're up teaching something they've got a sunday school class or whatever it is i think so many times within the church people kind of get stuck in their lane and they get stuck with this idea of maybe the lord is you know they feel like there's this gifting upon them which you know sure let's say they do for the sake of argument but it's only down that lane that they're willing to go down and serve right and it's almost like a they get the fulfillment out of it out of it and maybe they have the talent for it and like that's what's maybe even easy but i think that's the mold that we need to get out of it's like sure that might be the primary vessel that you can use your giftings that you can use have a some sort of platform but as soon as we lose sight of the people within the church that's because that's who our giftings are for right. to edify the body to edify us too and edify our relationship with the lord and grow us right but even more so when you're in that church setting that is the point of church is to grow everyone together and to use x gift with someone else's gift and when that all comes together that's when you have this beautiful picture of what the church should be because it's all about the people with of course you know event or not eventually but with the big picture of it being about the lord and everyone growing closer together to serve the lord to worship him to grow close to him right and kind of in that same direction of if you have a if you're a pastor or you have a pastor you wouldn't want him to be the guy that preaches for however long on sunday mornings and that's it and maybe Mm -hmm. an occasional wedding or funeral no, you want somebody who is there to shepherd you, to lead the flock mm. and everything. And if all your pastor does is preach, then... I mean, it's the same that anyone else is doing in that church. Right. There's a lot of people in every church that can preach. That's right. not... Or at least speak. I mean, I mean it's not... I mean, a, I, could, I could get up and write a, you know, a five-page or, you know, and work on it for a month and probably crush it up on the pulpit. That doesn't mean that, you know... I'd be a good pastor. Maybe the, I would. The I'm, humility down here route, is just but. unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> no, but you have. But I mean, no. you make a point. If if that's yeah. you know a, a a pastor is not meant to just preach. Right. I mean, that we have podcasts and YouTube nowadays. I don't. I'm mm-hmm. not going to go to a church just for that. I can learn otherwise. It's the community, and it's the like you said. It's it's serving the body. You can't, I mean, just with everything else with the church, you can't do that for two hours a week. Right. And that's not what church is meant to, show me a single place in the New Testament where that's the idea of church. Mm. You you can't. There isn't. That's not the idea of church. The church is a living organism. It's not Mm -hmm. a door that opens for two hours on Sunday. I mean, that's, if there was a better picture of what the issue is, and that's it, I think it goes back to what we're talking about is, People are all going there to, whether they're using their gifts or whatever it is, their framework, it's just selfish, which leads to if you're, if you do have a position at a church, naturally you're, I'm not saying that everyone's selfish, that I I feel like I was starting to go down a bad path on that (laughs) because I think most people probably have a good heart when they're leading, but like just because of our culture. All Christians are terrible. (laughs) (laughs) But I think. But I think when, like, we serve, and I see this in myself, too, like, I've definitely been here myself, that when I serve, that there is a bit of selfishness in it at times. Mm -hmm. And that's something that I think it's, we're human, so there's that aspect, too. But, and I don't think there's a coincidence 
that that innate selfishness that whether we have that in serving or whether we have that as just a normal congregational not even member but just person coming to the service that we kind of go into that picture that you talked about with it being two hours and the doors are open and that's it right you know of course you're going to have that if that's the mindset if the mindset is about me even if it's with all good intention if the mindset is on me not on everybody else which is what the point of church is of course you're going to go in that place and right back out unchanged and right. no one else around you is going to be changed either right yeah we've well we've turned serving the church into into meaning something that has to do with the church as a whole or an organization rather than being mm-hmm. about the people in the church i mean even just thinking i, I think an example you know going back in college uh we we did a bible study with a bunch of rtc guys um yeah and i mean that had nothing to do with any sort of church we created our own um ideas for what we wanted to do and went a bunch of you know different directions with it over the course of a year um but even that like that's 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 serving the church even though it wasn't yeah. we all went to different churches uh we all had different you know some different theological uh understandings you know we mm-hmm. didn't do it by extension of or any of any sort of of church or whatever we just did it and that's yeah. still serving the church because it's still again the church is the body and if we're serving mm-hmm. the people of the body then we're serving the church yeah and when you're serving people that's where you see real growth that's when you see real change that's when you see that's where you see the things that we always talk about in this like utopia of what the believer's life is should be like but i really do think that for one i've been blessed to grow up with a lot of amazing believers who do get that you know i'm sure you do too but when you have a group of people that's that's the big difference there's always these pocket of people who get it but when you get those people together it's pretty amazing what happens how the lord will just start plopping people up and putting them in spots and like putting them in positions that like that wasn't anything related to anything they've ever done before or like what they would have maybe classified as their gifting or even me like there's been plenty of stuff that i've been in those moments and it's like i'm doing something that i never would have thought i would would have done but this is there's something about it that absolutely this is what i need to be doing right now for you know this moment or for this season or for whatever it is right i grew up at a church that by the time we left it it was down to like 70 people or so um Mm. the church i'm at now is 600 or so Uh, i went to another church that i mean we went to that sovereign grace church that was 60 mm, I was gonna 70 s- I was gonna say up to 100 on a really good Sunday maybe yeah maybe but like probably typically right, yeah. 80 to 90 at best um mm-hmm. and then I've also I was part of a church in Texas that was 1200 so I've I've really you know hit the whole spectrum there and there's again there's, there's pluses and minuses to both of both big and small churches but I often hear the uh the argument from smaller churches that Yes, they want to grow, but they also they don't want to lose their small community, mm. which I, I I understand that. That's I grew up in a town of five hundred people. Like I'm going to a church that's bigger than my hometown, um, right? And I understand that, so I it's I'm not going after that idea, but I think there's a big misconception there that you know you you might know everybody in your church, 
but are you how many of them are you actually serving? Right. If if you're in a church of let's say 150 people, you're probably going to be involved and um invested in the same number of people if you go to a church of 1200, 5000, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, you might not know as many people, you might not know their names, but even if you if you go to a church of 50 people, how many of those 50 people do you interact with on a regular basis and actually grow in your faith because of them? Right. I think that's a big that's an interesting idea to throw into like you know the topic of like big church versus small church and i think that goes to show both ends you're gonna have it's gonna it's gonna look different and there's gonna be different opportunities at different at the big church and the small church there's gonna be different um hardships to have to overcome at the big church and the small church but in the end if you don't make it about the people whether you have 50 people in your church or 1500 people in your church and you're not about the people you're gonna have the same issue and it's in the end, sure, you might know the 50 people, like you said, but is anyone's life, are anyone's lives really being changed right. through that testimony? Just right. in the same way that you're going to blend in with the 15 other people, or you could be the light for that 1,500 people at that one church, or be the, and be the light for that church of 50. Right. I mean, that's, that's a good point to make, but I was, I was honestly going more towards the point of the church size isn't, doesn't really change anything with your level of involvement if you're if you're only involved in a small on a not well you're going to be involved on in a small scale regardless cuz you can't right be invested mm-hmm. in 60 people but if you're yeah. if you're involved in with say 10 people you do a let's say you do a small group and you have a I don't know like a Sunday school class say so you, you get you got 20 people that you if if something goes to crap you can reach out to and they'll be right there you're going to have that same thing regardless of your church size my point being that your church size, a bigger church is going to give you more opportunities to be able to serve in the church. Because, I mean, just like a business, the bigger you grow, the more positions you need for, you know, even just your staff is going to grow. You're going to need more people to be greeters because now you have a second door, like that kind of thing. But right. you do not lose or gain any sort of ability to serve the body with your mm-hmm. church size. And so if your church size determines how much you're serving, that shows that you're serving in the church and not serving the church itself. And if you're, if you're truly serving other people, well, if, if you're doing good on that, then you should be serving in the church in some capacity. Again, I'm, I'm more looking for like, I like big picture stuff. And so like, if big picture wise, if I see myself, okay, this, that's a bad way to put it. If I, if I feel like there's a better opportunity to, serve the church and the congregation from a more personal side. So say kind of like what we're talking about, maybe it's a outside small group. Maybe it's a, um, maybe it's even keeping your ear to the floor and like creating relationships so that, you know, when people need something, you can have that opportunity to right. influence people. I've seen a lot of people go down that route and I'm, and I'm not just okay with it. I'm like very, encouraged by that when people take that sort of initiative rather than even something that's more orchestrated a part of the church because I, I i just i think there's a lot more heart behind that and that's a lot easier to um get behind if that makes sense yeah. like it's it's it i don't want to say like it creates a wave but it creates a it creates an environment of like actual servanthood right where i love when i mean i've been a part of it where you know you jump into the fray of whatever the church themselves need as far as their structure, as far as what they're doing. 
And a lot of that's really, really good. And there's been a lot of churches that have been really cool, have really cool stuff going on. But if someone is like looking so hard to find a spot within the church when they could really like their best way to serve is to just be themselves and however they see fit. Right. Like, I, I feel like that need, maybe that's a better way to put it. I feel like that needs to be encouraged more, especially if you're, you know, getting into the, the bigger church echelon of, you know, the church, I don't know, hierarchy or whatever you want to call it. Right. No, that's, and that was a good, that was a good clarification because that's, I mean, I, I completely agree with that. My point was that if you're doing good at serving the people, you shouldn't just neglect the church. Like you, yeah. you can do little stuff at the church. You might not, maybe you don't need to be front and center kind of thing, but if they need people to, I don't know, set up the auditorium for this event, you go like, go set up the auditorium. I'm not saying that needs to be like your main drive of ministry, but you, mm-hmm. we, we shouldn't be excluding serving in the church just because we're doing good at serving the people and vice versa. Just because you do worship twice a month and you teach Sunday school or whatever doesn't mean that you just don't care about personal relationships either. Right. And then once you kind of to circle back to what we first start talking about, like when you make it about the people and that's what you're, when you go to serve with that in mind, then I feel like it opens up a layer of, you start to see like the reality of, the people in your congregation you begin to see what's actually going on you begin to see the hurt you begin to see the the good stuff the victories the things right. that can be celebrated together you you see the way that the lord's working in people's lives you see the hard way that the lord's working in people's lives you see the tragedy you see um again you know the heartbreaker even the sin the sin that's entangled everybody right. and what everybody's got in common in that way but that doesn't happen unless you like gear yourself to think in that way and I think that's just, it's hard in our culture because I don't think that's a natural inkling to have. And it's also something right. that's not necessarily acquired in our culture right now either. I think that's just the effects of sin on us too. Hmm. And yeah, technology. And I mean, there's a lot of things that go into that, but I think a lot of it just comes down to sin and not really, not, not, not caring, but not really caring the way we should complacency maybe yeah that, that'd be a good way to put it yeah just complacency and just I think, like i'm okay with how the world is rotating right now <laughs> yeah i'm here Which, i'm existing i mean if we knew the way the world was rotating not just right now in any time ever we would not yeah. be okay with being complacent i yeah. mean we knew the battle that was going on behind the scenes It'd be hard to stay on your couch. And again, when that when you're no longer complacent, again, this is this this is a spot where like even the Afghanistan thing, it's like, man, what if the church stood in, you know, instead of just the average Joe American, which is still great, you know, but what if the church stood in and did this? But it's amazing to see when complacency no longer is there, when people see a need and what happens. I mean, we were just told the other day that we have to stop donations because there's too many and we don't have enough tails or C seventeens going out to supply it but on the other hand you've had a lot of churches that have donated to glenn beck's uh uh, the nazarene fund and he raised over 20 million in in less than two days and right i mean their whole mission is rescuing christians and other religious minorities from countries that are persecuting them and a lot of that money is coming from churches or not necessarily churches but people in the churches 
Right. And that's great. But like, what if like the church was the place to go? Like that was the cultural norm to know when there's a crisis going on, when a hurricane hits Louisiana, you know, for the 20th time or, you know, whatever is going on in the world that when there's a crisis and like there's a stir going on that the church is the one leading the non-complacency, you know, lifting that non-complacent jacket over everyone's eyes and it's like, join us as we go to invade this need. You know, that's what I would love to see because I think we're more than capable of it. Maybe I will backtrack on the big overall picture a little bit and to say that, you know, small C church has done a pretty, we've done a pretty bang up job of that's true. supporting the big, big C church's effort in that to where like, sure, we don't have to be sending C7, but I mean, honestly, if Again, in the utopia world, our government would be filled with amazing believers. Our militaries would be filled with amazing believers. Like, our whole nation would just be, like, a nation of, like, God-devoted, on-fire-for-Jesus people who would be going over to save the Afghanis from the Taliban. So heaven is going to be, like, America? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Been reading that Passion Translation, huh? (laughs) You know it. A little message too. Spread it in there a little bit. Precious moments, pictures on the sides. <laughs> but I think that's 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 the overall heart. I think is like you've got the church has done such a good job that people are looking to believers to lead the charge on needs that need to be met, and that they trust their decision making. Yeah, I think I think we're getting there with America because people are getting fed up with stuff. I mean, I think of, again, everything with Afghanistan right now is a, is a big one. You look back to Hurricane, was it Harvey? Is that the one that hit Houston? Where they had the videos of like I'm just the sure, interstates yeah. lined with people taking their boats down to Texas. People are stepping up because they're sick of the government. They know that it doesn't work. And so we're going to go help our own. And I'm not even saying that as like a shot to the government. Just saying people are finally waking up and saying we can't just count on the government or any organization to pick up the broken pieces that's what we're here for mm-hmm. right which is when the church does its job when people are looking to christians you know they're looking to christ like that's they that's the whole be. point you know that's right. if we're do well they will be if we're doing our job right you know right like in that again that utopia setting that like this would be great if you know we did our job as believers because again it's if we're doing our job people are going to be very knowledgeable of the fact that it's not us. It's the Lord, you know, right. Because we would have done our job. <laughs> right. Right. And I'm, again, you're not going to ever reach those people if you refuse to serve except for in the church building or even, even small group within the church, you know, yeah. you got to meet people, you got to grow in community together. You know, you don't have to attack the whole, you don't have to attack the whole 50 person church, you know, you don't have to attack the whole 1500 person church, you know, you can start small. The Bible never asks us to change the world. The Bible basically says Jesus will change the world. We need to help change some people. Yeah. I mean, if you go through your whole life and there is one person that you change their trajectory of, Mm -hmm. that's not a bad resume. The biggest changes don't come from, I mean, it's like that thing, the, the, who, uh, who had a bigger impact on the world, Billy Graham or the guy that led him to Christ. Right. All you gotta do is, (laughs) You know, you change the trajectory of one person, it could be Billy Graham. Well, not anymore, but could have been. 
<laughs> could have been. That could have been you. Sorry, bud. <laughs> Too late. Or I captivated the guys. I captivated a thousand guys. <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> anyway. I think well, that's... Cool. I was, I was, yeah. We kind of got it there. I think that's... Yeah. Thanks for hanging out for another chit chat with Ben and JJ. Thank goodness we didn't go jummies. with that. Thank goodness we didn't go with that name. <laughs> hey everyone, thanks for listening to this podcast of Dummies with Wisdom. To give us comments, ask questions, or submit pictures of other dummies you find in the wild, email us at dummieswithwisdom at outlook.com or find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash dummies with wisdom. 